I don't know uh, what uh, that's supposed to actually be. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I like the little parody ads like that. Uh, but, yeah, that's the... Uh, making reference to the Black Panther uh, movie ad in this this week's issue of Comic Shop News. Uh, which was a double-thick issue, because every other page is Marvel's ad. Uh, or Marvel Comics ad. Uh, which, of course... Yeah, you know, Marvel Comics has uh, some other big news uh, pending uh, trade commission reviews. Uh, they uh, essentially have fully acquired Disney has fully acquired the rest of the Marvel rights and then some. Yeah, uh, uh, they just bought Fox uh, Fox's movie studios whole hog, if I understand. Yeah, correctly. pretty much all of their entertainment brands. Uh, and now belong to Fox, and they have a claim uh, in a cable dish or a satellite distribution network in Europe. Uh, Sky, right? Yeah, uh, which Fox owned thirty nine percent and was attempting to acquire the rest of it, but uh, the European Union was blocking it, I think, because of the Fox News various issues they've had. Um. And uh, in case you were lost and clicked on this by accident, this is Geeks of the Square Table, episode 181, and I am your host, Lawrence of America. Um, and with me today is Taylor. Adam, who uh, couldn't be bothered to show up uh, after uh, te- er, harassing us about being here. Uh, is not present today. Well, present today. To yeah. be fair, I asked if he was going to be here because he was a no show last week, and he said, "I plan on it if uh, work doesn't get in the way." Apparently, work got in the way, which is a damn shame because big news today: this uh, Disney acquisition. Yeah, uh, I mean, and not only does this is big news because uh, they get the, they they own Fox, which has the movie rights to the X Men and FF. So that is the only; those are the only Marvel properties that they didn't have the control over. Yeah. Now Sony still has yeah. Spider-Man yeah. rights. They have a weird joint custody thing. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, so essentially, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is leasing the rights back. I guess. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, Marvel effectively gets the only thing you really want out of that. They get Spider-Man himself. But Sony is still going to make movies about his supporting cast that I'm not sure anyone really cares about. Like they're making like a Silver Sable Black Cat movie, you know. And, 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 right. Like it's what's the there's it is a Spider Verse movie. Yeah. So it's like some weird situation where it's some sort of cinematic universe separate from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which Spider-Man himself is a part of, but is Sony still able to use Spider-Man in these movies? I think so, but, I mean, the one trailer I've seen kind of implied that, you know, you would still see a Sony Spider-Man, but it was a Spider-Verse trailer is what I saw. Um, That that actually... That looked really wonky to me. It looked like it, something you see on TV, not in like a theater. It, it really did. It, it, looked like it, a, it looked like a Disney TV show. It, it looks like a, a Venge of the Spider-Man, you know. Yeah. Or, uh, it looked. It was comparable to like the Clone Wars TV show 
in terms of like animation quality, which is fine for a TV show, but I'm a little taken aback that it's a movie, apparently. It looks pretty low rent, to be honest. Well, yeah, okay, so. Alright, so. Apparently, so Marvel licensed Peter Parker Spider Man. And I think that's the difference. So you'll have a Peter Parker in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but you'll also have a Spider Verse that's controlled by Sony. That's just a weird situation. Well, and you know, it's a win-win for Sony because they still get a cut of the Marvel MCU. Uh, I think they get a hundred percent of the Spider-Man movie profits, if I remember correctly. Yeah, or at least like the lion's share of it. You know, yeah, um, it's pretty cool for them. I mean, I don't think they get shit for things like Civil War, even though Spider-Man appears. Right, and that was probably may have been part of the deal. Okay, you have to do a, but I, I would say a split, you know, of some sort versus. Oh, I just want all the profits, but you know, they may have just uh, held the uh, uh, mouse's, uh, you know, cojones over the fire, uh, you know, to get, so they could get the one because. Clearly, you know, that they were chomping at the bit to get those properties back. Yeah. Well, I mean, they paid $52 billion for uh, Fox, which they will probably make back over the course of five or six of the movies they're going to make. Well, and see, but this is so much more than just those movies. Yeah, I mean, they also got Alien, I think, for instance. Um, yeah, because I think they got all the Fox Movie Studios yeah. uh, stuff. Uh, but, so, Disney ABC owns 30% of Hulu. And uh, Fox owns 30% of Hulu. So, so they now they own 60% of Hulu, which gives them controlling stake and is also considered, you know, I mean, the big three in the streaming industry is obviously Amazon, Netflix, and Hulu. They're the only ones doing original contents to the level that is getting uh, award-winning recognition versus traditional networks, you know. I mean, if you look at uh, Hulu's in the uh, Handmaid's Tale, uh, and uh, you know Amazon and uh, Man in the High Castle, you know, and then uh, these are series that have been you know critically acclaimed uh, to quite some extent, you know, um, and. Uh, and of course, Netflix has had several series uh, that have won many. Uh, uh, I, I guess it's the Emmys for TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, if they own sixty percent of Hulu, does that mean that they just make this their Disney streaming service? You know, I that that is the question. I mean, why make your own now when you they, already have like a one that you own a controlling share in. Yeah, so uh, that is that is my question. 
And it's 21st Century Fox. Uh, I don't think they're getting, uh, you know, any of the sports stuff. But they they already have. Or well, they have ESPN, so they have their own sports packages. But their yeah. biggest rival on sports was Fox Sports. See, I'm not sure. I think it's. I know that they can't get Fox News because there's laws in place that mean they they can't own more than one news broadcasting station or not more than like a certain percentage of the market. So I'm fairly certain Fox News is not part of this package. Yeah, and I I think that may be uh, the the deal. The Fox News was their own thing, and it was going to stay its own thing. That was part of the spiel. Now, uh, so now, of course, there's uh, there's going to be like a year of now uh, government approval or disapproval over this deal. Um, so yeah, the bi- another big thing is Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. Fox had the right. That was like a Fox movie. Now, uh, now, uh, Lucas Films didn't, you know, control the rights to any other than the sequels after that. You know, yeah. uh, let's see. I did also see uh, a thing from Disney saying that that Deadpool could say, stay rated R as well. It should. Um, that just means that Disney goes, oh, this is making money. We like well, yeah, money. I mean, yeah. Bottom line, Disney is not going to mess with success. Like when they bought Pixar, when they bought the MCU, they effectively just left them to their own devices because leaving them to their own devices had produced big box office returns up to that point. And why would they mess with that? I, uh, I mean, I honestly don't mind the idea of some X-Men making appearances in the MCU, but I kind of like the X-Men being their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I could... I think moviegoers would be fine having it be its own cinematic universe. Um, Yeah, although there was a a joke that... uh, I forget one. I shared it on on Facebook. Uh, one of the comic book writers was joking about, okay, and this is how it's going to be after Infinity War. They're going to, you know, destroy all this, and uh, now there'll be a riff in time where the universe gets reboot and movies see the X gene. You know. Um, the main reason I care about this is because of the implications for the MCU, and I just see this as them getting new franchises to give, like, breathe new life into the momentum they had after Infinity War or whatever the fourth one's going to be called after Avengers Four comes out, because that's the end of their big planned out. Um, Phase one through three magnum opus that they started, you know, ten years ago, and so right. so with presumably a bunch of the characters dead and some a lot of the actors aging out of the roles, now they can start making Fantastic Four movies. They can, now they can start making X Men movies. You know, um. 
And I am really stoked for there to be an opportunity to finally have a good Fantastic Four movie. To finally have a good depiction of Doctor Doom, which... You know, I know that thing's guaranteed, but Marvel hasn't made a bad movie yet. I have every reason to believe that they're going to do a pretty good job with this. Yeah, there, there's no reason to doubt uh, that they couldn't get some good movies out of it. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, if, if it was a different administration, I'd say there would be more concerns over antitrust things but uh, I think and the the Trump administration has proved to be more corporate friendly than previous administrations well, that's true enough I mean um, they, ideally I would like there to be a situation in which if they could somehow do a line item veto instead of canceling it all hog I'd like that he's like you know if they just get the Marvel characters back that's all I really give a shit about here but that a lot of people are making the point that isn't this a dangerous overreach by Disney? Isn't it bad that they're controlling so much of the market now? Isn't it bad that they have like all the big franchises under their belt now? And I do understand those concerns, but let me just say this. If there were two announcements in the same day, one of them was that Disney had bought all the world's military forces and made them their own private security force, the other announcement was a new Fantastic Four trailer. I know which one I would be thinking about more during that day. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm sure if you, if Disney tweeted, they have just hired you know the French foreign militia as their own private army, and here's a new Star Wars trailer. Which one would get more hits? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. I'm sure, and yeah, and they don't even. The thing with the Star Wars trailer, they wouldn't even have to put in much. It could be three seconds of new footage. They could show the title card. That's all they need. I mean, so far we've been getting like nothing in these Star Wars trailers except for like what I'm sure is mostly misdirection in the case of Last Jedi. Well, you know, and, and just like scenery shots for the Force Awakens trailer. I mean, uh, you know, I've seen um, like two or three trailers here recently that all seem to be applying different things uh, in the same exact way. So you I'm going to go see the movie tonight. That's the other big news of the day. Is Star is a uh, Flash Jedi is out this evening, and I have no idea what to expect going into this movie. Reviews have been good, so I expect it to be you know a really kick-ass film. But it. There's like seven different ways the plot could go, and I could not begin to bet on what. As as long as it stays far, far away from episode five plot. Uh, what was the chief criticism people have been levying against Force Awakens, especially in the two years? Yeah, you know, wait. But I was a big fan of Force Awakens. I didn't mind that the broad strokes were largely the same. But. Well, it, it, if, the trilogy as a whole probably needs to differentiate itself. From but, the well, that's what I'm saying. If if uh, the broad strokes are the same, uh, you know, as episode five, 
then people are going to just make ex- it really hurts their ability to yeah. overhype broad, uh, you know, t- to the mass market. Especially the, going episode into episode nine. 9, because episode 9 would then be copying the worst of the three original Star Wars movies. Right, and people would just assume that, and it could be totally different. Now, of course, that could be uh, either way. I mean, you know, there's going to be a diehard market. Uh, you know, that will go see it on day one, and... I mean, the movie's gonna make bank, no matter what happens. Even if uh, Last Jedi is, like, god-awful, which I have no reason to think it will be, but theoretically, if it was, people would still be going out to see episode nine. I'm just saying, if Rey gets her hand cut off, or anybody gets their hand cut off in this one... You're gonna catch. They're gonna catch flack about it. What if they get their feet cut off? Uh, uh, Didn't see that one coming. You know, that might trip things up. Unless you count Darth Maul, I can't think of any character who's had his feet cut off. Fair enough. Um, Hands get cut off left and right, but feet. Well getting crazy up in here. You know, and I, I, I would think uh, as much as they're up and down, you know, the Jedis, they always jump the low-swinging uh, saber. Yeah. You know, uh, I saw a pretty neat uh, YouTube video, speaking of sabers, where people went into a, a Target or or some mass market store and pulled the... Uh, the toy lightsabers that have the pop-out things on there. And, of course, they CG, you know, nice effects over those little tubes. But got into a huge saber fight. And, and ended up getting kicked out of uh, the store or whatever. Now, not only did they CG saber effects over the toys, they also CG'd effects to make, uh, you know, the security look like bad guys. You know, uh, which so I thought that was funny. It made me laugh. I mean, that's a, I mean, I, I'm sure. I hope they felt it was worth getting banned from that Target. What else am I gonna find video? Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, uh, Murdoch will split up. Uh, you the Fox News and the Fox broadcast station. So that's that's the other big thing because Fox is considered the fourth major network, and so that TV network because Disney has ABC, they they're separating that. That's not part of the deal. You know, I didn't even think about it until this now. But does Disney own The Simpsons? They might. Huh. They might own The Simpsons now. It didn't even occur to me until just now. Because I think they're getting a lot of their content, just not the network itself. Because, um, yeah, let's see. Uh, there's a list. Like, they will get... Um, See, da, da, da. of course, yeah, Fantastic Four, all that, New Hope, blah, blah, blah. Um, they will also get, oh, Planet of the Apes, huh. Alien Covenant, uh, the fourth Predator movie, all the, uh, you know, or the, yeah, they'll get the Predator, Rights to Predator, Independence Day, you know, uh, 
all day today, I've been getting an education on movies that I either forgot were owned by Fox or never realized were owned by Fox. Uh, um, like, I didn't realize that Predator was Fox. Die Hard. Home Alone, Night at the Museum, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Um, yeah, I don't think they they will go own Ice Age in Rio because uh, they will acquire uh, uh, Blue Sky Studios, which have that, and also Alvin and the Chipmunks, and they are getting Fox twentieth uh, century Fox animation. So they will own The Simpsons. Man. I'm surprised that's not bigger news. I haven't seen anyone really talk about that. Well, is, I, I actually did... Is to ABC now since they don't own the TV network? I don't know. But I did see a thing I like where... I uh, the idea that The Simpsons is going to end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. uh, I did actually see a thing that talked about how The Simpsons predicted they would be owned by Disney in one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone made it compiled a list. They predicted the Trump presidency... Um, they predicted um, this. Um, now they have. Uh, now, of course, you now we're not saying Matt Gregging is a soothsayer, or, but he has made a lot of jokes about weird, crazy things that could happen in the future. And if you predict everything, a lot of it will come true. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, this might be just a case of like throwing enough mud at the wall. Like. You well, you gotta think if you have what twenty nine seasons now. Yeah. So, I mean, and especially the amount that The Simpsons puts in the background of their episodes, there's just count like there's probably like a prediction of every conceivable course of human events in at least one frame of an episode of The Simpsons. But speaking of TV and uh, ABC in particular, that reminds me that I was curious what shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are going to do, because they've effectively been using Inhumans as their proxy X-Men. Well, they've been using them like they're the mutants. What's going to happen now that they actually can use mutants? They will probably just use mutants. Okay. Uh, oh, here's an interesting thing. Um, they will also gain the rights to Modern Family, which, even despite it being on ABC, is actually owned by Fox, apparently. Huh. Oh, I didn't even realize that was like a th Okay, so will The Simpsons continue to air on Fox even though they're owned by Disney now? Because that seems, Probably. That seems like the way they'll probably do it then. I mean, uh, let's see. Um, da -da -da. Oh, they will also own uh, This Is Us, which airs on NBC, and Empire. Um, see, also. The X-Files, and The Gifted, which is actually a really good X-Men TV show. I, I just, I've caught up on that, and uh, I've really been enjoying that. That's good to hear. Let's see. Let's see. American Horror Story. Which would be a weird one uh, for Disney, but, you know, whatever. Uh, well, like, this was the case with Deadpool. I'm sure they'll just roll with whatever's been working. Right. But several of these things clearly are outside of the Disney, like, family-friendly image. But I feel well, like there's enough... They can disassociate themselves enough. They, are, they are getting the cable channel, the FX channel. Ah. Uh... Then they're getting, uh, yeah, Family Guy, The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, American Dad, King of the Hill. 
Uh, but not Futurama. Fox had sold Futurama, apparently. That's true. Futurama it's a sci-fi. It, yeah, it aired on um, Comedy Central its last season. Yeah. Maybe a few before, I forget. Uh, no, but sci-fi had just bought the rights earlier this year, apparently. Oh, I missed that. Uh, but also Hill Street Blues, Buffy, 24, MASH, Mary Tyler Moore, and The Shield. I mean, this is just a crazy list of stuff that they could buy. And if they do go with another uh, uh, a streaming channel other than Hulu, they have this huge library they could rob. Uh, Because now this also gives them, because they already had ESPN. They could theoretically have every Marvel show... uh, and, you know, every Disney, every Fox, you know, they could just have tons of programming ready to go. Which uh, is a frightening level of control over media in general, of properties. But at the end of the day, I still really just give a shit about Doctor Doom being in the MCU. <laughs> right, and that's... Uh, the, the, most people are only caring about one or two of these properties, you know. The people that are diehard Simpson fans, they're going to be worried about the Simpsons. Yeah, but just or, about everyone cares about at least one of them. Yeah. That's such a wide... That's such a big list, and there's so much, like, diverse properties mentioned that... One of these is bound to mean something to just about anyone. Um, I mean, they're probably getting Orville as well. Uh, now, now, which I guess uh, might mean something to somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's all right. It's been you know, I think pretty well received. I think you know, it's uh, it's one of those things. Most people say, "I wish it was better." It's good, but it'd be much better if it didn't star Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, because it's one of—he's one of those actors that it's him, no matter what. He—he—he is always him. It'd be—it'd be like if you had Jack Nicholson do it. You wouldn't go in there expect, expecting a sci-fi character. You'd be expecting Jack Nicholson in sci-fi situations. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jack Nicholson, maybe early in his career you could have said differently, but now whenever he's in a movie, he's just himself. Same right. with Jeff Goldblum, same with... Um, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, Seth MacFarlane is pretty good at just being Seth MacFarlane, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right, um, but it's—I'm just saying—it's one of those things. If you don't like Seth MacFarlane, it's really going to hurt the show for you. Yeah. Uh, even while it—it it is a solid show. Um. Yeah. You know, it reminds me, the way I, my best way to put it is like if you were a Star Trek The Next Generation fan, and you're like, that's a really solid, good show, and you, know, and you loved it, you know, watching it as it aired every every week, and now you were to go back and watch it, it's still really good, you still like it, but half the magic is nostalgia. 
And this really feels the same way. It's like, oh, this kind of reminds me of the other Star Treks, and I like that. And the show's okay. Yeah, I mean. I always have you know, fond memories of Next Generation. And that was, I was just barely cognizant of TV when I was going off the air. So it's not completely nostalgic for me. But then, of course, you look at things like the original series where acting's come a long way since the 60s TV shows. It really has. Yeah, especially, you know, sorry, William Chandler is just a bad actor, let's just call it what it is. But... You know, there's a timeless quality to Star Trek that, you know, they deal with moral dilemmas, they deal with ethical quandaries, and those things have a timeless quality to them. The show was not about the special effects, so the best parts of the show, the thing that was like the core at it, was not something that gets like aged out with. Like, right, and this has a little bit of that into it. I mean, they ask some of those big questions. Um, now, uh, but not quite with the same grace and into the same depth as Star Trek used to. Well, I would not be expecting a show made by Seth MacFarlane to do such a thing. The fact that it apparently does it to some extent is actually pretty surprising. Right, it is well that's the thing too, it's it's less uh, family guy than you would expect it to be, which is good. Uh, but uh, now I'll be interested to see what Fox News reshapes itself as now because uh, part of their idea is they they can get quote back to being their more aggressive news network or news source now if they shed their entertainment division uh, now but it was one of those things I don't think it was the I mean that is really at their heart what they you know want it to be, you know, and, you know, uh, so, you know, good for them, uh, you know, I don't see a problem, uh, them dropping, uh, this, uh, antitrust or anything on that, uh, cause, you know, really, it, there are plenty of the TV stations out there, you know, so it's, It'll be fine there. Um, now, uh, also the other news that happened. Uh, you now they repealed net neutrality. They did. Um, it is still pending a vote in Congress, but the FCC itself did vote to repeal it. Yes. So we'll see. That will probably go. Um, I mean, there's a big like effort to like you know call your congressman and, you know you know you know count that out completely but i'd be very surprised if the fcc didn't go through with this yeah it didn't get approved by congress which is unfortunate i mean it's like i might be you know, i'm not like an expert on the situation but it seems to me like the rules like they're only repealing rules that 
prevent them from doing objectively bad things. And they're like, what, like, are there other regulations involved other than the ones where, like, they have to keep all sites at the same speed and they can't, like, like, that's what they're repealing. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like those are just like, I don't see how you can make the argument that, like, oh, well, these regulations are stifling business when the only regulations I've heard mentioned are ones that just are expressly fucking over customers. Well, so now, uh, what uh, the rules of things that are being forbidden is for uh, essentially for them to monitor your usage and regulate it. Now, they already can monitor usage from certain sites, but, like, okay, so, what, for example, now, they, you go to a torrenting site, they can monitor certain files, and if you download one of those files, they can track it and tell you. But now, they don't have to, say, put a file out there or monitor a file, they can just monitor whatever you happen to be going to and everything you look on online. Now, they say this will be, they'll use this the same way Google scans your emails to advertise to you. Well, this is true, but also pre-net neutrality, they used to go, okay, well... We're, we're not going to throttle this person, but we're going to throttle everybody that's trying to watch Netflix now. Or, uh, you know, just we're going to throttle, you know, HBO's Game of Thrones or whatever. Uh, with the, the famous example that uh, John Oliver put out was the, the, the speeds at which Netflix was transmitting... Uh, video versus the negotiations going on with Comcast uh, until they agreed to pay Comcast more money or what have you. Uh, they were getting throttled heavily. Yeah. I mean, this really does seem like a pretty cut and dry issue. And I just can't think of any non-evil argument for repealing that neutrality. So, that uh, then leads to wonder, you know, uh, Disney that doesn't own a major cable provider here in America, you know, now, uh, that wonders now if they'll have to pay. Now, it'll be uh, interesting to see. But I, I think we covered that enough. There was something I thought was pretty hilarious. Uh, I don't know if you, you've seen this, but I was going to play a video. Excuse me. Uh, where this is a actually a really well done uh, thing of a actually pretty dry subject. Are the people at home going to get much of an appreciation of this? It is a song, so. 
It's not called Velcro anymore? It's a brand. Velcro's a brand. So, yeah, you know, that's something we've talked about several times before. I didn't know rollerblades was a brand and not the item. And I also did, I definitely didn't know that for Velcro. Yeah, Velcro is a company uh, brand, yeah. And, uh,. Yeah, so they uh, they are, of course, on the verge of trying to maintain their registered trademark. Uh, so they made a really fun, the legal department, mad props to them, made a funny video uh, about, you know, trademark infringement. Like, for example, people say, oh, give me a Band-Aid, you know, but really what they, they want a bandage and Band-Aid brand, adhesive Band-Aids. Uh, there's been several... You know, so issues with that. Right there, you said Band-Aid brand adhesive Band-Aids instead of adhesive bandages. So even oh, when see, you, yeah, even when I'm trying, yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they, yeah Band-Aids, Kleenex, Jello, they're all synonymous with the type of product. Uh, even uh, the Coke you're drinking right there well, is a Coca-Cola. Yeah, especially but... in the South, it is. Not a soda, but usually just referred to as Coke. Um, well, and it was the Jets Foxworthy joke only uh, only in the South. Will you hear somebody go, What do you want to drink? A Coke? What kind? Dr. Pepper? <laughs> yeah. That, that is a thing that happens. Yeah. But, you know, I, and I just thought that video was funny and they deserve props for that. Uh, I'm really surprised that that was, that was actually put together by a legal team. Yeah, that uh, was pretty well done. Yeah, yeah, they uh, and apparently that is actually uh, some of their lawyers singing. Uh, yeah, so, 
you know, apparently they had a couple that actually have some talent, but, you know, uh, but that was a funny video. I think you should go check it out and, uh, you know, think about that next time you, you, you go, uh, you know, with, uh, Hook and loop fasteners. <laughs> was, hook and, was it hook and glue or hook, hook and, and loop? Yeah. Okay. Which is a horrible name, but that apparently is what they're really called. Hook and loop. Yeah, they. Uh, I think there's more than one reason why people just call it Velcro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so sorry, lawyers, but I'm probably not going to be able to mentally train myself to not call it Velcro. Uh, you know. But at least now you know. <laughs> now I know. I never knew that that was a thing before. I thought that was the substance and itself. How long before Google loses their trademark? Google's going to like own everything. I guess it's a race now. Who's gonna own everything between Amazon, Google, and Disney? <laughs> yeah. Like, which one of those three is going to have the uh, controlling share of Earth? <laughs> I, you know, I don't think uh, Amazon will own it all. They'll just sell it to you. I mean, <laughs> you threw Amazon in there. I feel like it's really a race between Google and Disney. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, which, you know, Disney clearly wants to own it all. I think Google wants to build new stuff that other people want to own. It's weird. It's like they're trying to reinvent it all. Yeah. But, uh... Other interesting, I did see the movie Three Billboards uh, outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, it's a weird movie, but uh, it's worth seeing. I don't know if it's necessarily necessary to see it in uh, in the theaters on the big screen because it's kind of a a dramedy, I guess. Now, because. While it is dramatic, there is a very, you know, this is funny real life situ type situations. Now, um, now, and of course, uh, Peter Dinklage, Woody Harrelson, both in it, do wonderful jobs. Uh, now, uh, those are the two big names. Um, isn't Sam Rockwell in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Sam Rockwell. Uh, and, you know, there were a lot of other faces that you'd recognize, I think, maybe. Um, but, yeah. And essentially, that movie is about uh, a woman. She decides to put up three billboards asking the police why they haven't found... Yeah, or made any arrest in the rape and murder of her daughter. Yeah, and this takes place seven months after the event. So you only see the daughter through flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that sounds like a very heavy subject, but they do it. It's The movie is more about her trying to antagonize the cops into keeping up the search when the, the case is con cold. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, it's very weird because you start out 
you know, sympathizing with the mother, but at the same time, she's kind of mean to the cops and get, is very clever about it. And you start sympathizing with the cops. So it's, it's a, and neither side is the good guy kind of movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the trailer's made it look like she was kind of an unpleasant person. Yeah. I guess her cause is noble, but... Right. And you're like, eh, it's kind of hard to root for her sometimes. Uh, yeah. But... So, uh, what are you reading here lately? Uh, Comic-wise? Comic-wise. Um, I'm still reading most of my old standbys, you know, as Marvel, Thor, uh, things like that. Um, I'm still waiting on uh, Metal to start up again. I feel like it's been a while since they released the last, like, actual metal yeah, book. They've done a lot of the, like, character one-shots oh, yeah, they've done, now. Like, they've, like, I think done the full roster of evil Batman. Now, so... Um, they've been kind of sitting on it for a while, so like, you know, tension built up. I think it's time to get that back on. But, well, and that's supposed to be, what, a 12-issue series, I believe? Is it 12? I thought it was like 7. Uh, is it 7? I was thinking, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm still reading Mr. Miracle. Got the latest issue of that today. Um, oh, and uh, Wicked and Divine released their quote unquote Christmas issue today, but I was thumbing through it, and it seems to mostly just be like the characters past sexual escapades. So, huh. precious little to do with Christmas as far as I know. But, you know, whatever. Not well, yeah, it'd be a happy holidays for somebody. Yeah. But okay, I will say that the last week I picked up an issue with Doctor Strange, and they killed a likable talking dog, and I'm really torn up about it, to be honest. Like it was a character like that it only like was mostly just introduced in this issue, but he was like a little bassin out. It was really cute. Anyways. Just off the talking dog? Well, he had a heart attack because, like, he was trying to come and defend Doctor Strange's honor, but, like, the enemy put up, like, a force field. Uh, so, yeah, are you saying they introduced the dog just to kill him? Yes, and if they were going for a cheap emotional punch, it worked, because I do feel really torn up about it. So, was he a MacGuffin hound? Maybe a MacGruffin hound. Uh, but no, I mean... I don't know. It's not. It's comics, so maybe they'll resurrect the dog later. I don't. Know. <laughs> well, you know, they've yeah, done Doctor Strange can things. reverse reverse time. Why not? You yeah, know. I mean, it's not outside their own possibility. To be perfectly honest, they have brought to the foreground and resurrected characters that are the most obscure people that you can possibly imagine. People that I can't imagine anyone particularly cared about. And yet they make them, like, the big center of attention storyline. So, I don't know. It's a weird world we live in, especially in comic books. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, when, whenever I hear something weird, you know, like that, think it can't be done, I also hear a voice in my head, what about Bat Cow? And I go, yeah, I guess they can't do it. <laughs> Ultimately, nothing is off the table. Yeah. But, yeah, I need to go home and get ready for Star Wars, though, so we should probably... Excellent, excellent. So, hopes... I hope it's going to be good. Um, I've seen nothing but good reviews of it so far. Um, some people are saying best Star Wars movie ever, but I feel like you can't say that until you have time to let it sink in for a while. Yeah, it's got to stand a little bit of a test of time. Yeah, like, there was a time where like people were talking about like Inception being the best movie ever created. But, you know, it was pretty good, but give it a little bit of time, let it sink in come to appreciate that it does have faults and reconcile those. So, you know. I feel like you gotta wait at least a year before you're gonna call something the best thing you've ever seen. Yeah, it's like the whole, uh, now, the movie, the best movie of the year in January. Like, you really don't know that. You can't yeah. say this, you know. Yeah, pump the brakes a little bit, guys. But yeah, um, yeah. Of course, I'm not looking forward to. Uh, it's not that I'm not gonna rush out and see Star Wars. The big things that have surprised me that have kind of piqued my interest, of course, is a movie called Ready Player One. Uh, and the Jumanji movie actually looks pretty good. So, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be you know fine. I'm yeah. sure, I'm it looks like it'll be funny. Different. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be very different from the existing Jumanji movie to the point where it's almost like, you know, why not just call it something else? But then again, you know, they're main everything. But I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm probably not going to see it in theaters, but yeah. Well, and that's all for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us, and be sure to join us again next week. Uh, for another fabulous episode of Geeks of the Square Table. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, or you can find us at facebook.com slash comiccity2 or outrightgeekery.com or wherever bad podcasts are given away for free. Uh, you know, or comiccity2.com. I said you would never come to